What's up, what's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and I am so honored that you are joining us today. Check it out. If it's your first time, welcome to the Set Apart fam. I hope you enjoy this. Today, my friend Tal Schuster is on here, and I love her. She's a content creator, a writer, a speaker, and she has her own podcast coming out called The Real Honest Podcast, which if you follow her on social media... <laughs> If you follow her on social media, um, you will see Homegirl's really real. She's a messianic Jew in Dallas, and she has worked and served in ministry all throughout her life. She's passionate about reconciliation in all of its forms, which I love, and longs to see Jewish and non-Jewish believers unified as God intended. What a heart of God, living a life set apart. And today, I love today's topic. It's about the Sabbath, and I learned so much just asking questions and listening. So my hope is that you learn more about Sabbath. I mean, it's a commandment in the Bible, y'all. And we got to embrace it. And I'm learning and growing here. And I don't mind learning and growing on this podcast with you. So I hope you enjoy. If you find value, go subscribe, leave a written review, rate it, do your thing, share it with your friends. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode on Sabbath. Okay, after that beautiful introduction, without further ado, let's hop on in here with Tao. What's up, girl? Hello. Thank you so much for being here. I am I'm so pumped that we're going to talk about Sabbath today. Yeah, me too. Very we're going to Sabbath so hard after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys, I have to tell you, when I asked Tao what topics we could talk about, um, she sent a list, and there's a lot that this woman carries of wisdom and love, and I just love following her, and I can't wait for you guys to follow her, too. I, when she said Sabbath, I was like, yep. I was like, I don't know enough about it. I need to learn, so I'm about to learn. You're about to hear me learn with you if you don't know a whole lot about it, and I'm super pumped, so thank you, thank you for sharing about this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. This is one of my favorite topics to share on. So. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> okay, well, let's dive in. Tell us, tell us what, um, what is Sabbath? Great question. Sabbath 101. What is Sabbath? So in case you don't know, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. And the word Shabbat literally means to cease, to end, or to rest. So it's the ending of something, and it's an active word for ending or resting, um, which I know sounds silly, but it is, it's an active word. Um, so the simplest answer is Sabbath means rest. Um, but there's obviously, anytime you're dealing with the Hebrew language or the Bible, it's always gonna be multi-layered <laughs> meaning involved. <laughs> right, he just wants us to go search. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come like, on, work for me. <laughs> like, the Bible means exactly what it says, but also there's a deep well involved with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so what what's the importance for, if you were, okay, this podcast is called Set Apart. Like, we are empowering people to live a life that's set apart with God, and I believe Sabbath is part of that, and that's something I was telling you before we hit record. I've been talking to my husband about, for probably the past six months to a year, about Hey, I really feel like we're supposed to 
do Sabbath different. Like, and I would say there's one day a week where I don't work, but I feel like there's something about understanding it more that brings value. And um, I, I would love for you just to share what, like, I mean, talk to me here in our audience. I don't know a whole lot about it other than the, the importance of resting one day a week. So what, why is it important? Why should we take part in Sabbath? Yeah, I love that question. I think, I think there are multiple answers to it. You know, I think my perspective and kind of my background that I'm coming from even answering that question is I'm a Jewish believer. I'm a Messianic Jew. And um, I was raised in a Jewish household as a believing Jew, which is pretty rare. Um, so I've always grown up with this context of um, living a culturally Jewish life and observing um, biblical Jewish aspects of life. Um, but also, you know, knowing Jesus, Yeshua, you know, and growing up, half my family wasn't Jewish, so I grew up in churches as well. Um, so I grew up keeping Sabbath, and um, so this is something that, you know, it was part of, it's been part of my entire life, part of my upbringing, and, and, you know, I grew up being taught this, and so I have a lot of history with this and with the practicals of it as well, and um, I think Sabbath and keeping, you know, you kind of, you kind of referenced the importance of resting one day a week. We know that there is something about our bodies that, you know, we need to recharge on a regular basis. Um, and I think that our culture has really been picking up on that. We've kind of seen our culture go from a, a hustle culture to a culture of, oh wait, maybe we need to actually slow down and rest. And yeah. I think that's a unique opportunity as even our culture on a grand level starts exploring what rest looks like. And as someone who grew up observing the Sabbath day, um, I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's something to that. That's, that's really important. Um, and I think there are so many reasons to do it and there are so many benefits to it. And I think um, you can take so many approaches, you know, one being there's, there's physical um, benefit that comes from doing it. But I think with that, there's also an obedience piece that comes with it. And um, that's one of the most beautiful things about Sabbath. And Sabbath is not alone. Oh, I thought I turned that off, but I guess I didn't. Um, Sabbath is not the only thing in scripture that is this way. <clears throat> but it's one of the things that it's pretty easy to see the practical benefit. So it's a commandment that if you do it from obedience, eventually you're going to see the practical benefit of it as well. Um, so I love that you can approach it either way and arrive at the same conclusion. Um, something about Sabbath specifically, I think, you know, all throughout scripture, it talks about the benefit of rest, but also an added blessing that comes with keeping his day of rest being the seventh day. Um, so there's a, there's an earthly, you know, natural consequence of resting every week. And then there's also a spiritual supernatural blessing that comes on that and something um, there's, there's kind of two things that I think about with that. And one is when the law was given, part of it was um, to farmers and people who work the land and that it was, they were supposed to rest the land every seven years and that there would be a blessing from that. And what's so interesting about that is now science has found that there's actually something to that seventh year and that when farmers um, rest their fields, every seventh year, that's like the money year, that it's perfect for whatever the soil needs to regenerate nutrients. 
And so science is proving the word of God. And when he gave the law, it was for our benefit. Um, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of that, when you go and you read through like Leviticus and you're like, why did he tell them to do that? You know, um, it seems so off the wall, but it was really for our benefit. And so there's this aspect of some of it, like the one I just mentioned now with our knowledge, we can go back and see, oh, wow, it makes sense that he told us to do that. And then some of them, it's kind of like, I don't get it yet, but I know he's calling me to it. And yeah. Sabbath is an interesting one because I think we're kind of in between it's interesting, they did a study on Seventh-day Adventists, um, who are not usually Jewish, but they do keep the Sabbath um, on the seventh day. And they found that uh, Seventh-day Adventists were, th they had, let me see, early death rates were 33% lower than the general American population, and they have 30% lower rates of cancer as well. Wow. Um, and something, Seventh-day Adventists, they both, they rest, every seventh day and they keep kosher, which is a different topic entirely. Um, <laughs> just to mention that, to give them credit, they, all, they, they live a very healthy lifestyle as well. Yeah. But that was interesting to me. I think that we're going to start seeing science even prove that there's something about the seventh day specifically um, that is beneficial for our bodies because he knows us, he made us. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I mean, even, even what people are coming out with, with the power of fasting, what science says, you're resting your body when you fast in the power of a 24 hour fast or intermittent fasting. And just to me, it's a, it's a beautiful biblical principle, which is also an entirely different message, which not everybody likes to hear, but I'm very passionate about fasting. <laughs> um, it's, it's great. Um, it's so random too, because the other night at the dinner table, like two nights ago, there were four of us here and um, eating kosher came up. Okay, so when you say Sabbath, what does Sabbath look like for you and your family? What can it look like for people? What is it? You, do you know what I mean? Like details of like, okay, so I'm resting, but what do you mean by that? That's a great question too. <laughs> um, and I honestly, I think there's one general answer that is pulled from scripture, which would be um, to rest with the Lord. So it's a physical act of resting, but it's a spiritual repositioning of your heart and your mind and your spirit to tune in with what the Lord has done and what he's doing. So it's kind of just this, all right, I'm going to stop physically what I've been doing in my life, you know, the past week or whatever, and I'm going to intentionally take this time to reconnect with, you know, your spirit, what you've done, what you're doing. And, um, you know, I've heard teaching on, you know, rest, when you study the word rest in scripture, it's resting in what he's done and not producing faith for what he's going to yeah. do. And that's really a big part of it as well. Um, so those are the kind of the two, what everything else falls under the blanket of that, in my opinion. But if you get in, into scripture and you really start studying Sabbath in scripture, um, there's this passage in Isaiah, and I should have looked up the reference. I'll have to find it later, but it talks about, um, it references the Sabbath and part of what it mentions is actually doing good work. Um, and by that it was specifically talking about, I believe ministry to the poor, um, and the needy. And so it's funny because sometimes Sabbath for us looks, this is not most of the time, but sometimes this last Sabbath, it looked like going out and actually caring for someone. Um, and that again, like that's not super restful, but it is a, it's a repositioning from our normal work week, right? It wasn't yeah. about 
um, our pleasure. It wasn't about accomplishing something, you know, so we could be provided for financially. It was about doing his work um, on his day. And that's, you know, I think that it was spirit led and there's precedent for that in scripture as well. Like to take you through a general and average Sabbath for us, we um, typically do the, we have a Shabbat dinner on Friday night, which is not commanded in scripture. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, I think, Jewish custom that I grew up with and that my husband who's Jewish grew up with as well. And so we do that with our family. And that's really, it's really wonderful because we sit down together as a family. It's customary and we often invite people over as well. And you, um, it's a, there are customs involved with that to physically acknowledge that we're ushering in the Sabbath. Like it's starting as soon as the sun goes down, it's starting and you're blessing the Sabbath and it's a time to bless one another. And it's just really beautiful ceremony to acknowledge, all right, like this is the end of our work week and we're now stepping into something different. And it's really a beautiful picture of what eternity with the Lord is going to look like. And that's another aspect of Sabbath. It's a picture of that eternal, he's our eternal rest, you know? So Sabbath is, eternity is Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. then, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And then on Saturdays, we're usually, um, well, pre COVID, we would go <laughs> to a service on Saturday often. Um, it was an afternoon slash early evening service. So we sleep in and rest as a family and connect as a family. And um, there are biblical passages, prayers that as a Jew um, or Jewish family, we recite to remember the Sabbath, to make sure that we are, you know, there's two commands in scripture to remember the Sabbath and to observe it. Um, so it's an intentional act of, we remember that you instituted this day and why, and we're going to observe it. And so generally it's a day of rest for our family. Sometimes it's a day of, um, serving others as referenced in Isaiah. And, um, yeah, so it just depends. We pray together as a family. We discuss what the Lord's doing. It's a time of repositioning ourselves. We spend time with the Lord in private. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's fun. The kids, the kids, our children are six and eight and they just love because they get to play. Um, they have a Bible app and they get to use their Bible app it's the only app they get to use on Saturday and they love it. So at this age, they're just kind of like, yes, yeah. like, Bible app day. That's so funny. When we were little, it was like we were in the backyard making up games. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. You know, have you seen the chosen series? Not all of it. I'm, I'm part way through. Oh my goodness. I cried like every episode. Oh, Matthew. I love Matthew. The way yes. Oh my goodness. Um, but it reminds me of Shabbat on Fridays. They would all gather for dinner. Yep. And I'm like, I just remember watching. I'm like, I want that. And I told Lance, when we move back home, I want to have a night where we invite friends or family over. And it's like that night we bless people with dinner. We just come around and love one another, you know? And then I love that. This is, see, I like how, I love the practical side of any topic. I think, um, it's kind of like a, have you ever gone or... (laughs) This feels random, but I feel like it makes sense. Have you ever like paid for something like a training and you go and it was all hype and encouragement, but there was no practical ways to move forward. Oh, so totally. you felt encouraged, but you didn't actually know how to move forward. Like I think having been put in positions like that specifically, I think one of the things I really value is the practical side. And so 
I love what I, what I hear you saying. If there's anything that you would add to the practical side, let me know. So for, for practically, would you say like on a traditional end that the Sabbath would be Friday night to Saturday night? Because usually that's not, that's when people aren't, I mean, if you have a Monday to Friday job, that's not when it's working or like biblically, does it mean that? Could your Sabbath be another day? So this, this is a contested topic. It's not a super popular question. Uh-huh. Uh, the answer is not super popular, I would say. Scripture is very clear that it's the seventh day of the week, mm-hmm. um, which comes out to, you know, both then and now, is um, the Friday night sunset to Saturday sunset, sundown on Saturday, um, that 24-hour period. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's hard. That's hard. It's hard to, you know, we don't like being told what to do. And I think it's so interesting, especially in our Western culture, it's difficult for us to part with our money for tithes, but even more difficult is us for us is to, to part with our time and to submit our time. And I think part of what the Sabbath is, is a time offering to the Lord. It's him saying, Hey, I'm asking this from you. Like I want one day of your time. And I want you to trust me to multiply that time and you will be blessed. You will be blessed, which is said over and over in scripture, a turn from, you know, I think this is also Isaiah turn from doing your pleasure on my holy day, come back to me and you will be blessed. And that's a paraphrase. Um, but there, there is something about that specific day. It's the day that he chose. It's not a, a day that man chose. It's a day that, that he chose. And I think, a lot of people just, they just don't know. And, um, you know, especially when you're talking about non-Jewish believers, you know, the average Christian, they have no idea. They think that Sunday is the Sabbath and why wouldn't they? Um, and what they're just not aware of the long history of anti-Semitism in um, the Christian church. And that a long time ago, circa like Constantine and things like that, it was actually a big intentional move to push Jewish believers, which was primarily Jewish believers primarily made up the early church, but to push them out um, and to change certain things like what day they observed Sabbath um, to distance themselves from the Jewish community and from looking Jewish at all. And so it's interesting because when the average believer reads the Bible, they see things and they're reading it through the mindset of, of Sunday being the Sabbath, and they just don't even know to yeah. read things any differently, which again, like, why would they? Yeah. Um, but if you really, you know, if you start to look at, you know, the history and understand how Sunday, you know, being a, a day of rest even came into the picture, um, it gets a little convoluted because it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, the, early believers did assemble often on Sunday and honored it as an important day after he rose, but they never observed Sabbath on Sunday. Um, and that's why, you know, for our family specifically, like we would never, we, we love, we go to church on Sunday almost every week. Um, we love any day that you come together and assemble and worship the Lord. But the Sabbath being a day of rest is certainly, you know, biblically reserved for the seventh day. And on our calendar, we obviously call that Saturday. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like what I love about hearing about it too, and it's something that I really admire, and Lance and I are a family of two right now, but we just moved back where our families are, and we really love family dinners. Um, 
and it's like really important to us. And I think one of the things that it sounds like is cool is that one of the benefits would be coming together, like relationship even just to, to exalt him together, even in the rest, like to give him our time together in the rest. So I feel like it's a creative way to connect with people in a way that's not, you're not having to build anything other than your friendship. You know what I mean? It's like a, just that time. And I love, I'm very relationally driven. Like I'll fight for relationships. The people I'm in relationship with are people we have fought for what we have, you know, it's like really important to me and family is important to me. So it sounds like even for some families who would be interesting, I don't know if you know any testimonies about people who started practicing Sabbath would love to hear that, but it almost seems like a family would come closer together who started um, being, I love what you said too, you know, just the, I think obedience to the Lord is so, it's it's like a, it's it's a romantic thing to me. (laughs) It's like part of being set apart. It's like, I would love to be obedient to God because eventually there is an understanding that comes just through obedience. So what, do you know testimonies of families coming together or any testimonies in general of your friends who have learned about Sabbath and come together? I know I'm putting you on the spot. No, absolutely. When I've seen it in our own lives, um, full disclosure, when Sam and I were dating and first married, he, he grew, he's Jewish as well. He grew up in a different Messianic community than I, but same type upbringing. And he was actually really disenfranch, disenfranchised by it um, in his teenage years. And so when we first were married, he was not a big fan of keeping Sabbath. And that's something like, I, I have his permission to share that. It's totally fine. We worked through that <laughs> together and with the Lord. And it's, he started to see really the benefit, I think, especially once we had children of doing that for that very reason. It was this act of faith and um and obedience that was just so beautiful as a family and it did involve other people we were you know when we started doing it we were intentional to involve other people and bring them in and invite them into our home and serve them and bless them and it was this when you start doing it there's something inside of you that really does shift it's a spiritual act um and so it it becomes evident it's a very it's a very special thing and yes like i watched that happen growing up many, many, many times. And it was interesting because I also, I, I, you can absolutely keep Sabbath out of the legalistic heart as well. And that is not healthy. I, I witnessed that as, as well. My own parents fell into that for a time and that's damaging. That's not healthy at all. Yeah. And so if you're doing it from a place of legalism, I watched where the opposite played out. Um, but when you're doing it from a submitted heart of obedience and love and in faith, mm-hmm. you know, what is the Lord going to do at this time? It's interesting because the community that I'm in now, for the most part, not a Jewish community, but the leadership has started to gain vision for this and been asking these questions. And then many of them, they've had us come over to their houses and be like, okay, we're going to attempt a Shabbat dinner. Can you walk us through this and help us? And just the stories and watching their children get so excited and wanting their dads to sing these blessings in Hebrew and they just enjoy it so much. Like it's just touched so many families, even in the last year in our community who have, you know, just implemented this into their homes. It's such a, it it just sets up your next week so well, you know? Yeah. Do you still go to church where I think you still go? Yes, I do. (laughs) I know we're like speaking code. Um, so, okay, so we now, because uh, we've moved back, go to the same place. So what I love is our church did address this for a season. It was really powerful. And I thought, how would you say, well, 
clearly we're not going to throw anybody underneath the bus, but what did that do to your heart to hear our community address that? Um, it was one of those, I mean, I've been in the community for six years. Long time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And it was one of those finally, like not yeah. even concerning the specific day. Cause when they first started addressing it, they, they didn't have that piece yet. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. And that was kind of our response was like, you know what, this, they're starting to get the heart behind it. And that's what matters, you know, and the New Testament addresses that as well. That's what matters about this. And when they started receiving that revelation, it was so encouraging. And not because it was it, not from a place of we've been saying this, like, mm -hmm. this is right, like, obviously, you finally caught up. No, it was this, we've seen the beauty of it growing up, we've seen the beauty of it in our own lives. And it's something that the church as a whole just is missing out on. And it's yeah. devastating, honestly, because it's something the Lord intended for like a good reason. And so it was so exciting and so encouraging to see that because I, I think we knew what was coming for the community and it's, we're still in that process. Yeah. Um, beauty, you know, that was coming for the community with that revelation. You know what I love is that you're saying, first of all, the way you communicate I think is so healthy and so profound um, in that you're gentle with people who are, I can tell you have patience for people. It's not like, no, this is, I mean, you're, you are communicating black and white about it, which I love. I think that's important um, in a way, which it's not always black and white, but in a sense it is, yeah. but there, there is a process for some people still like, and you have to be patient with yourself. One of the things that I've done since Lance and I got married is ensure that I take one day off a week because I work from home and I paint. So I don't work one day a week. And that was important to me Sabbath wise. But I think within the past, I don't know, six months to a year that I was telling you, there's things about it that I haven't understood. Yeah. In a way, um, like I knew it was important to take a day off a week because I caught myself just working seven days a week. And so for the past few years, I would say, for the most part, one day's off a week. But I do feel like there is something more to the heart, the heart behind it, understanding it more and protecting the Friday night to Saturday night, which when you get older, it's a whole lot easier to do that than, oh, okay, but I have a question. So when you yeah. have kids and they want to do sports. Oh, that's a good question. And I, I mean, just be as real as you want. What does that look like when you are, when, for, or for you guys, what does that look like for your family if your kids wanted to play sports and it was on a Saturday? Another great question. Um, that's, it's tough. And growing up, my parents did not allow it. Yeah. Um, they were very, nope, we're not doing that. Um, and so as, as parents, it's, it's certainly challenging because um, scripture does talk about, you know, not doing our pleasure, the things that are, you know, for our human, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, on the Sabbath. So it's, it's difficult. It's something we've talked about a lot. It's something I think as the kids get older and become more involved, we're still navigating because, you know, we don't ever want it to become this just simply a rule that you have to follow, that they have to follow, you know? Um, because then it's so easy for a child to lose and miss the heart behind it when you do that. Um, we've been pretty fortunate so far with their ages that most of the time, I think the most infringing thing we had to navigate was Judah started baseball. Judah's our, our eight-year-old son started baseball this spring and the practices were on a Friday and they ended at like 530. 
Um, so we had to just do dinner after that. And so we, it was a little hard for me. I was like, like, are we going to, I can't miss, like, I just don't want to miss out on our family Shabbat dinners are so important, but we, you know, we did it and it worked out just fine. It didn't take anything away. Um, and so that's, I'm not sure that scripture is entirely clear on things like that. And that's, um, my personal bent would be to probably err on the side of, we really need to keep this day about the Lord and coming together as a family. Um, but I think there's absolutely room to seek the Lord on that and, and wait for his conviction, because I think that he, he's gentle and patient. And, um, and he's good to guide us. And so, um, you know, I think it's super important when discussing things like that to never become, you know, if scripture does not make it black and white, then you can't institute and restrict someone um, concerning that. You have to stay, you know, there's, there's no room for judgment there. If the Lord leaves a gray area, then you better ask him, you know, for yourself and for others, but especially yourself and yeah, it's a difficult question. And it's, it's part of the difficulty being in the U.S. as well. And, and part of why I, one of the reasons I think reserving it for a specific day matters, because that's not an issue in Israel. Because the Jewish people have protected Sabbath so well, yeah. the entire culture is built around it. And that question never has to come into play. Wow. Um, and in the U.S., because you know, not that our entire nation is Christian necessarily anymore, but we are built, our calendar is built around Sunday being a day of the Lord. Yeah. And it's caused, it causes issues when everyone's not on the same page. Yeah. Um, so I think that's actually an advantage to keeping it, you know, to everyone observing Sabbath on the same day, um, is everyone's in the same place, at least even within a community, you know? Yeah. Um, so it'd be a lot easier if we lived in Israel yeah. <laughs> yeah. and navigate things, it's yeah. far more difficult in the U S and, but the beauty of the Lord is like, he's aware of all that. And he's faithful to walk with us through these silly little, like, how do we do this and honor you God? Um, but I think there are, I think there are ways, I think there's ways to do it. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. My last like question and then, um, I'll follow it up with you just adding whatever um, that you'd still like to share that we haven't talked about maybe is, can you walk us through a Shabbat dinner? Like what that looks like? Yes. I would love to walk you through a Shabbat dinner. Um, everybody Shabbat. go to your pantry and get your food. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Let's do it. We're gonna make challah. Audio. Um, no, it's, I love Shabbat dinner. It's so, it's so beautiful. I'm so sorry, you guys. I tried That's to turn okay. off the work. Um, so Shabbat dinner one of the beautiful things about Fridays in our house and in most Sabbath keeping households is Fridays largely go to preparing for the Sabbath. And there's this idea in Jewish culture where you, the whole week is spent working toward rest, um, which again is a beautiful parallel concerning life on this earth and entering into eternity. Um, so a Friday would basically consist of waking up in the morning and making hollow with the kids and challah, for those who don't know, it's that braided bread that's um, hopefully delicious if you make it yourself, store-bought's meh. Um, but we make our own challah, and I let the kids make their own little loaves, and that's really fun. It takes a few hours out of the day. 
Um, but it's such a special time with them to kind of even get them in the mindset of, okay, we're entering, this is a family thing. We're entering into a family action here um, and time period. So we make challah and we prepare a meal and we usually do it a little fancier for Friday night, especially if people are coming over and we actually take the time to set the table and make it beautiful. And, um, you know, and then once everyone is at the table, you typically start by lighting um, Shabbat candles and there's two and they represent um, those two commands in scripture to remember the Sabbath and to observe the Sabbath. So one candle is remember and one candle is observe. And if you Google, um, you can read more about that and the Hebrew words for those candles, which mean remember and observe. Um, if you would like oh, to, cool. yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff to unpack. Um, so you light the Shabbat candles and that's usually the woman of the household does that. And yes, good job. <laughs> we light the candles and we circle the flame. I'm doing it. No, you guys can't see me. Circle the flame three times and then cover your eyes as a sign of, um, being before a holy God. Wow. Um, it's beautiful. It really is. And often um, the woman will cover her head, which is just really goes back to Jewish tradition and it's rooted in, you know, um, scripture as well. But um, women often in Judaism cover their head to pray. So since the woman is praying to cover her head and then say a blessing over the candles and ushering in the Sabbath. Um, and again, you can look up that blessing as well. Yeah. And two things I would say if you want to look up the blessings and do that. Uh, if you just Google Shabbat candle blessings, you're going to find a non-Messianic traditional blessing, which is, I know that one too, um, but that's not, it's fine to do that one. But if you, I would recommend Google a Messianic um, Shabbat candle blessing. And that's just, it's a little more accurate. <laughs> yeah. Scripture. I think the non-Jew, the non-Messianic one says uh, it references God commanding us to light the Shabbat candles, which He did not do. Um, so anyway, it's kind of a a little thing. So we would light the candles and then we bless the challah, we bless the bread, and we bless the wine. And it's basically taking communion every week. So um, when Jesus broke bread at the Last Supper, it was Passover. And what a lot of people don't know is Passover and most Jewish holidays, all the Jewish holidays commanded in scripture are considered Sabbath days. Um, and there's, so that's a holiday Sabbath. And then the weekly Sabbath is considered a weekly Sabbath. So they're actually very similar. And um, that act that he did was part of the tradition of not only Passover, but of the weekly Sabbath that he would have been growing up with and doing. So when we do that on this, on a Friday night, um, we're taking communion literally the way that he would have taken it even before he died. It was a, it was a prophetic act that he was aware of. Um, so we break bread and we say the blessing over the bread and the wine. Again, you can, there's a very basic blessing that you can find on Google. You don't even have to find a messianic one. The normal one's great. Um, and then we bless the children. There's traditional blessings where we take the kids um, on our knees and we lay hands on them and we 
um, say the Hebrew blessings over them and it's customary to then, even if there's other people at the table, whisper in their ears a blessing that week just for them, that only they get to hear. Um, and then there's a blessing for the husband over the wife. It's so precious. I love this. It's so good. And there's a blessing for the wife over the husband. And then we bless our guests if we have guests. And there's a time of honoring one another. And we'll usually, this is often turns into prophesying over one another, you know, people yeah. in your home. And it, it's kind of, it's amazing. And you just go back and forth. And sometimes if it's a little awkward, you know, with people who don't really just aren't there yet, then we'll just say, hey, I just want to honor you for XYZ, I, I, I see this in you and, you know, just pick, hey, everyone go around and say, you know, two things about someone in the room that you want to honor them for. And then it's like my love language to give people. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It's my favorite. It's, it's, and it, it, it really becomes this thing where the whole week you just can't wait for Friday night because that. for that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And then you eat together and then you, it's so funny. A lot of Jewish homes won't even clean up after dinner on Fridays, it's just really you're like, we're just gonna leave this till Sunday. It's fine. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness, I love I love that. That's so meaningful. Yeah, it's fun. I also love thank you for walking us through that. I had no idea. That's amazing. We'll have to do it together sometime. Yes. I have some thoughts I wrote down that I want to share with you too after the recording about that. But that is so cool. Okay. This makes me want to do this. Like it's like, I'm like smiling and I feel giddy. I'm like, I've, I have felt like the Shabbat is what we've needed to understand more. And so, and I know my husband would be down, but even the candle, the meaning of the candles. Um, that's so cool. Okay. So do you have anything you would like to add to, to, uh, like, is there something you haven't said or something that you'd like to recap that you think is important to yeah, there's one thing I'd like to mention and that <clears throat> this is not about being Jewish. It's not about if you're a non-Jewish believer, this isn't about having to be a Jew. Yeah. And um, when you when you look at one of the roles of the Jews throughout scripture, it's it's they were to be an example for the nations, so the non-Jewish nations. And something that the Jews have, there's been some things they haven't done so well, but something that they have done really well is maintain the their role of protecting these things and and being an example in these things so this is not about adopting every jewish cultural heritage whatever thing that they do there's there's no need to feel like that um, this is simply about um, these are things that jesus grew up doing he chose to come as, as a jew and these are commands that he gave and they're things that i believe that we will do um, in his kingdom um, so just, I would, I never want anyone to feel like you have to adopt something that isn't yours. This is for you. Yeah. It was never, th these things were never just for the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, they were just the ones that he said, Hey, I want you guys to be the example in this so that everyone can see its beauty and, and know, protect this for literally thousands of years so that they will have it. And, and thank God that they did. We, we do have that. So I just want, I hope that's clear. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I absolutely love that. Okay. Um, I don't know about you guys who are tuning in, but I feel like I just learned a lot and I'm excited about this. And um, I have some ideas for me and Tal moving forward on how to connect people more with this because I am about to do a YouTube channel. Ooh. And I think it'd be cool for us to do a video together on this, walk people through it and, and do it like 101 kind of thing. 
But I would love for you to pray for everybody. Any words of encouragement or just closing us out in a prayer would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lord, I just, I thank you um, for this opportunity, God. I thank you that the hearts and the ears that are listening to this are handpicked by you, Father. I, I hope that um, it speaks to something that you've already stirred in them, Lord. Thank you that you're a God of rest. Thank you that you give us the ability to enter into your rest on any day, Lord, just as needed, God, that you just provide that for us, Lord. I just thank you for who you are. Um, I just pray a blessing over anyone that, you know, you're stirring this up in their heart, God, that um, that they just lean into that and listen to whatever it is that you have specifically for them in this. This is just yet another way that you use to love them, God. So I just thank you and I just bless your name and um, just bless what it is that you're doing in the body during this time, God, and highlighting Sabbath unto the return of your kingdom, God. It's all part of your just perfect will and plan for your people, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. How can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. Um, my ha handle is Tal Schuster. So it's T-A-L-S-H-O-O-S-T-E-R. And then I have a website as well that you can find through my Instagram. Um, but it's also my name. So it's talschuster.com. And then I have a podcast coming. Yes, you do. And, um, by the time that you guys are hearing this, if I know the name of her podcast and all that, I'll share it with you. And if not, then we'll do another one about your podcast later on and make sure we point people to it. But I'll definitely be resharing your podcast information on my Instagram for all who are following me. Okay. Well, thank you so much, guys. If you find value in this podcast, um, please rate it, subscribe, leave a written review, message me, let me know what you love. Let me know what you want to hear. And thank you so much for being part of the Set Apart family. Don't forget that you are worthy of a life of freedom and liberty in God and that it is costly to live a life set apart, but it is worth it and is beautiful. And so I thank you, Tal, for joining me because you do live a life that's set apart and beautiful. And so I encourage you guys to go follow her as well. And I hope you have a great week and we will catch you guys next Wednesday.